Hello, you are listening to a podcast where we are diving into the foster care world. My name is Lindsay Emerson. I am a family therapist for TFCO, which is a program within Savio House. And I am Lauren Chitwood, and I'm the foster care recruiter and trainer at Savio House. Today we are talking with Diane, who has been a foster parent in our program for five years, and also a former foster youth of hers named Gabby. My name's Gabrielle Anderson. I'm basically a part of Diane's family now. Tell us about you. Tell us about like your past and your story. What do you want to know? What's your story? When yeah. did you get in foster care? Oh, uh, when I was like three, but I was like in and out three to seven. My mom's rights got terminated when I was eight. Okay. So I, I count, what is that, 16, 17 years? Mm-hmm. I count it as 17 years. The normal people would say eight to 19, but I'm still, I'm still in it because I go to, um, I'm in, what is it called? Rocky Mountain. That's how much I don't like. Rocky Mountain youth housing. housing. Yeah, you were living on your own. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm through a Skype-in program, which means that the department gives me a certain amount of money each month, and then I pay paid rent, and then with the rest of the money, I go get groceries or whatever I need. <laughs> and don't you have to like be in school or have a job? Yeah, or something? be in school or have a job. Or I both. had a job, but then like wait, so now I'm going to school. You start your new job tomorrow. Yeah, in school. Mm-hmm. Full time college. Yeah, yeah. full time job. Mm-hmm. I've been in 19 schools. I graduated on time. I really? went to summer school. Mm-hmm. The only re- the only way I did that is because I had to go to summer school one year, and I went. Um, I only went for like two weeks. I think I passed my class with a B, and I did everything I needed to do. I stayed. I hated that school. They wanted to move me. I refused. Mm-hmm. I stayed there. I graduated on time. I graduated with a, I think it was 3.0. I didn't graduate on top of my list like I wanted to, but it was. But I graduated on time. I think the fact and working in a school, I mean the fact that Gabby was in 19 different schools, the fact that she graduated on time is going to start college tomorrow is like crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know, and like my mouth is just open from being so surprised right now because yeah, in some of the schools and different programs, you know, they're not they're all yeah. different, you know, everyone's learning so differently yeah. and for you to be on track yeah, and so it was hard because like sometimes I was like in a school, mm-hmm. and then like I wasn't in a school because they had to find me a school. So well, was, every like, time you moved yeah. to a different and I had home, to restart, basically. you had to restart yeah. in a new school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then she, when she got older and she was <coughs> going to manual, which is a very tough school, it's not yeah. an easy school. Yeah. But she was like, she just didn't want to go anymore. She didn't want to move anymore, so she would take the bus there and everything. Wow. Um, and when she moved back with me. Um, you know, she took the bus there and everything because she wanted to stay there so she could just graduate because it was just a lot easier than moving again. I stayed, I tried like at least once a week. I stayed for like a couple hours to meet with my teachers. Um, I missed some, I missed a lot, I missed a lot of school because I had like core and stuff, which was kind of frustrating and I told them not to, but I still missed school. But I, I did what I needed to do and I even like made up work. I always talked to my teachers, made sure I got good grades. I didn't let like, my past define my future. Never, never that. That's so good. Because yeah. then I would be, I would not have my GED. I wouldn't have my diploma. I would just, I would be like a statistic. And I told myself I'd never do, I would never be like that. And a lot of people told me, oh, you won't go to college. Oh, you won't make it. Oh, you won't graduate. And I was like, my graduation was probably my the, the best day of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Um, well, I graduated in my course. I can have one day to myself. So my cousin graduated the same day. I was a little <laughs> mad, but um, just everybody came. Diane, Brooke, that's her daughter. Um, mm-hmm. 
my family, I don't talk to them anymore, my sister, my nieces, everybody came, we just hung out, and then I had to go to the Springs to her graduation, so I didn't really like get to celebrate me that much. But I was happy and I was like really excited and proud of myself because I've overcame a lot of things, a lot of obstacles, and I did it. And I didn't let my past define me and I didn't let what people told me get to me because then I would be still in school. Yeah, how did you yeah. overcome those challenges? Like what were some of the ways you overcame them? Honestly, it was really hard. I feel like having a support system and like when I went to the beach, I felt like that helped me a lot. I know it's really hard to believe, but. Really? You do? You never told me Yes, that. I did. Um, oh, I feel like when I, when, I, when I went to the beach, <laughs> um, like, cause I'm a photographer, so like wanting to, I've wanted to do things that I've never done before and I always wanted to go to the beach. And um, living with Diane, like she's like the only foster parent that cared about my grades, that cared that actually, she didn't care, she didn't, she wasn't doing it cause it was her job. She was doing it because she actually cared. So she was like, if you get good grades, we can go to the beach. I was like, what? Okay, I already like, I already get good grades, but okay, I'm gonna get all A's. So I think I got all A's and I think I got like one B at the time. But I think I was going to Brady, which was a different school. So I already went to, I think I went to four high schools. Being able to build a connection with a foster parent is hard because a lot of, lots of, a lot of foster homes I've been in, I haven't like, it's, I've ended on bad terms or I've just left because it wasn't a good fit or whatever. So being able to meet people and have people in my life that, hey, I can call them, I'm graduating, or hey, I'm getting married tomorrow, come, you know, to be able to have that is really good for me. Um, and have it, I have a connection with her daughters too, Amanda, Brooke, and Sierra. I was Sierra. say that. Yeah, she has um, a connection with all three of yeah. her daughters, which is cool. So I think that's been helpful, and I really think the beach, like, it opened my eyes a lot because, like, honestly, like, when you just see Colorado, it's, like, boring, and, like, it was, like, whew, it was, like, the Bahamas to me at first because I've never been anywhere, so it was, like, really unreal. And then um, between that and I live with Kim and Chad, uh, after I – moved with Diane that was my goal to go to my mentor's house I knew them for seven and a half years and I finally moved in with them um, it didn't work out just wasn't wasn't the right fit you know at that point in my life I was 17 I was already I've been my own parent my whole life so I struggle with people trying to parent me so and it was really hard for them because they were mentors and they were always there for everything and it was hard that they took on the parent figure so I feel like after after I stopped living with them, which I think I lived with them for only a couple months, two or three, four months maybe, um, I think that that opened my eyes a lot. Like after all of that happened, um, I feel like my life changed a lot for the better. Some days I still think about them and it's sad, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a lot, a lot happened, but I'm glad it didn't it happen because if it didn't happen, then I wouldn't have graduated. I wouldn't have went to the college that I'm going to, I wouldn't have met the people around me. Because they were trying, I went, well, I went to a, well, I went to a group home and yeah, it was like, the staff were cussing at me, yelling at me, accusing me of things, like getting in my face, getting in the other people's face, fed us like. Um, and I didn't have a kid at the time, I didn't have yeah. a foster kid at the time, and then she called me and I just like, we, we went over there, I went to her, the group home, we loaded all our stuff in the car, and then I called the person that is the supervisor of Savio, and I said, listen, we need to figure out a way for Gabby to live with me. And I talked to her caseworker, mm -hmm. and I talked to everybody, and we finally figured out a way, because I usually get what I want, and <laughs> I'm very persistent. And so, yeah, Gabby, it was great, because then she got to, she moved back in with me, and 
you know, stayed with me until she got her own little place. So that was really good. Um, Gabby, do you feel like you had the same chances after high school as other peers your age? Definitely. Yeah. How did, um, tell us about your um, process of picking a college and your major and things. Well, um, I love photography and I always thought, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. But then like when I started to apply and when I went for orientation at CCD, um, I, I don't, I didn't want to, first off, let me start, I didn't want to go to a university. I thought it was too many people, too stressful, mm -hmm. and I was on an IEP in high school, so I didn't really think that going to a uni I know I could. I probably could. Oh, yeah. I could probably make it. I could do it. I just didn't think that it was right for me right away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being in, trying to get a, because um, I had my own apartment when I was in high school, too. So, I, I, you know, high school is way different than college, so still trying to be in college and have my own apartment, I'm still trying to juggling things. So that's another reason why I didn't want to go to university. But um, then I chose CCD. I actually went there. I knew that they had good, pro um, good programs for um, people that used to be in the foster care system or currently are. So I was like, oh, you know, this is great. I'm going to, I toured it like three times. I was supposed to go last year, but then I decided to take a year off. And then I decided that I didn't want to be a photographer anymore because it's too much competition with the world mm -hmm. and I don't want to be broke. And like, well, I've met a lot of pro professional photographers and they're like, you know, one month I make this much, the next month I make this much. Some days I'm in debt. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, I don't want to be like that. I want consistent yeah, money and I don't want to have to worry. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't want to be rich, but I want to be able to have a Lamborghini in my, you know, <laughs> like a BMW. I don't want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. And I want to be, I want to know that if my car breaks down, oh, I have, three backups or mm -hmm. oh if I, my shoe just fell off and or something you know I want to be comfortable so I decided oh let me not do that my, when my grandma passed away she um, donated her body to science mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's cool I don't know I went to a cadaver lab and I was like oh I love dead people I don't know I just I was like I'll always have a job people always die that's great <laughs> well seriously and then um, <laughs> I was like okay I think I want to be a coroner and then I talked to um, everybody at the college and we talked about like what I needed to take and then I was like you know, I don't think I want to be a coroner anymore. I think I want to be um, in criminal justice and probably forensics. So I'm going to take a forensics class and then see if I like it and then go up the chain. Oh, that's so exciting. So yeah. Exciting. I like that you started out with photography. Yeah, and you're like, no, like, people yeah I, could, I could take pictures of the dead yeah. people, you know? There you go. You know? You know? She is that. a really good photographer. Yeah. She took a lot of pictures and when we went to the beach and she I was just thinking too how much seafood like she never ate seafood looks come on not like that yeah no. let's yeah. face it in Colorado there's not really good seafood right, yeah. we took her to this all you can eat it was all you can eat oh, crab, crab legs, legs. Oh, and you should have seen her she had her little bib on and everything yep. and I ate it all they even helped me open it yeah, that's how spoiled great. I was huh <laughs> yeah going back to when you were in um, like high school or even now did you like tell your friends you were in foster care or how did others react to that or support you in that? At first I was like, eh, I don't know how they'll feel, but I, I'm really open about it. I mean, I'm not like, I was never ashamed. I feel like sometimes it's, I think it was sad because I didn't grow up with a mom and dad, I feel like, but I feel like a lot of people around me knew what it was or they had friends that were in it too, so they were understanding or they'd been through it themselves, yeah. but I didn't just, Oh, hey, I'm in foster care system. Let's be friends. Right. I wasn't just like that. I was like more like trust is a big thing to me and I don't have trust. So like it would take me a while to open up to people. But when I did, they were there for me and they understood. They either went through it. They had friends go through it. Or What advice would you give to someone that is going through it right now? Um, I would say don't give up and don't let the system 
pull you down or push you around, um, be an advocate for yourself, that's going to get you really far. And um, the way you advocate too, because there's <laughs> been some times where I've been really mad and I just cuss people out and that doesn't get me anywhere. So I feel like advocate for yourself very strongly because a lot of people, they they have a voice, but they, they don't like to stick up for themselves and they don't, and that's why I get stuff done. Um, I attend mm -hmm. like this Maya's Metro Youth Alliance group. I tried, but I haven't been for a while. But, um, and I would also say don't, don't give up and um, try not to be another statistic, you know, go to school, graduate, be a doctor, be like any, you're like anybody mm -hmm. else. You just didn't have parents. You just had people who who played the role of, as a parent you're no different than anybody else you know that's what I would say and your life is just as precious or just as meaningful as anybody else mm -hmm. and you're 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 no less or no better than anybody else that's what I would say hopefully to be a forensics scientist Right now, I don't know, I might change. I might, oh, I might want to be something completely different in a couple of years, I'm not sure. Yeah. But right now, it's forensic scientist and then a photographer on the side. But what I always tell you, like, about life, like, what is, what is life supposed to be? Huh. Like, life is supposed to be what? Hard. No, I, I always say life's <laughs> oh to God, be I enjoyed. Like you know oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Life's right. to be enjoyed, like... That's why we're here. Like, right. you need to enjoy your life. And like, you only have one life. That's right. You <laughs> never know what's going to happen. I mean, so when you, you die, you might come back and be a cat. But, like, you <laughs> don't know. Cool yeah. You got to <laughs> just enjoy life and take right. each day as it comes and enjoy whatever you're doing, you know? Yeah. Because life's too short, right? Right. I used to be so angry and so mad. Gabby but did. I, felt I like can I had, tell you. I felt like I, uh, this is bad, but I felt like I had a reason to be. I definitely did. Mm -hmm. And when I let go of that hurt and when I let go of my past and when I let go of all of that, that's when my life changed. I'm not saying, oh, I woke up and I'm, I'm Gabby, Wonder Woman. I'm, I'm happy now. No, that's not how it was. Because it took a lot of time. It really did. But when I stopped letting people control me, when I stopped letting people, what they said, get Blame to me. And when I, yeah, when I stopped blaming people, when I started to realize that, you know, not everything's my fault. I think that's when my life changed, when I realized that it's not my fault that I'm in the system. I didn't, I didn't do the drugs. I didn't, I didn't put myself in here. And I think that's when my life changed. Mm -hmm. And when I just seen people around me, like my sister, I mean, I can't really look up to her because, I mean, she don't go to college. I mean, she, I love her, but she just like, my family is not getting anywhere. <laughs> but like having um, Brooke and Sierra and Amanda, I'm like, my oh my God, they went, they went to good colleges. They went to CU Boulder. Like that's hard to get into. Uh, Amanda's going to be a nurse. I'm like, they're smart and they have good money. I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's good to have people around you that are um, that want to better their lives because if you're around people that just don't want to better their lives you're going to be like that and for a while I was in group homes I mean I didn't have the option the people there they didn't care they cuss out stuff that they would run away they would do whatever they want to do and when you're around that you you you'd be like that you're like oh I don't care I want to I'm gonna like and then I don't know I think my life has just changed crazy and I've like I've it. grown I mean I still have a lot of growing and changing to do but I've grown and You've I've changed really matured, I really have, really have. I don't she let really everything has. get to me like I used to get so mad at ever everything now mm -hmm. it takes me it takes me a while to get mad mm -hmm. pretty good for you it takes me a long time it sounds like a lot of things have come from within yourself you know to, ch to make these changes yeah. were there any like outside supports that were helpful for to well, you over the years yeah obviously but like what was helpful um, for you honestly I didn't really have I didn't have yeah. like 
I contacted my mom, I feel like it made it worse. Yeah. Like I didn't have like my sister on and off contact. My nieces were always my biggest motivation and I always wanted to be a better me for them because they don't really have like aunts around them or they don't really have like nobody in my family went to college and I mean college is great I think I support it because I never had I never had control over my home life so I always had control over my school life that's why I think education is really important and I'll fight for it until the day I die um, so nobody in my family went to college so I'm like that's why I'm gonna be a forensic scientist I'm gonna make good money I'm gonna be um, you know someone that my nieces look up to, even when I didn't talk to my nieces, I always did it for them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, look at auntie. She lives over here on the island. Let's go on the yacht. Like, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be yeah. so rich. I'm telling you. You're breaking cycles. You. You know, you're you. the first one to do a lot of things. I know, I know. Yeah, that's why I'm examples. happy. I see, my, I see people struggle in my family that like didn't go to college and I'm like, I don't wanna live like that. So. You gotta do what I gotta do, right? You don't want to be, yeah. Yeah, and the day that I, the day that I, because I'm still currently in it, but um, when I get the foot voucher, I'll be out of it. I'll probably cry so hard because I've been in it for a long time. A lot of emotions. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. I'm gonna like throw a party. I'm gonna be so excited. (laughs) Gonna be so. I mean, the system's helped me, but it's hurt me too, Mm -hmm. multiple ways. But now it's gonna help you with your college. Now it's helping, yeah. And I told her that you, you don't feel guilty at all about that, that they, that that is due to you and you've earned that. And so I'm hoping that, you know, she'll be able to go to college full time and not have to work and really can concentrate on that mm-hmm. and have just enough money to be able to budget and be able to, you know, live without having to get a full time job while she's going to school full time. Yeah. Um, so what are the common myths about being a foster child? I don't know, because I feel like everything that people say, like, well, when people say, oh, you're just a foster kid, you're not going to make it, I feel like that's totally a lie because I'm, like, living proof of that. Like I said, it's just different. You don't grow up with parents. You grow up with people who are, don't take offense to this, please, but you grow up with people who are paid to be your parents. I mean, that's what they do. They pay you. I mean, not in a bad way, but, like, there's some people that, like, are foster parents and they don't care. They just are there for the money, even though it is not a lot of money. Um, there are some people that just aren't fit to be foster parents. Like I had this one foster parents, oh my goodness, they were like 50, no, 90, 70 something. 70, I don't know, they looked they like they were 90, but they were I 70. Knew she was about yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you just relate to them? Or they yeah, different? they're just like, they like, you know, they can wipe their own butt and then they try to help uh, other kids and it was just really bad. It's like, some people just aren't, you know, so you gotta, you gotta learn how to let it go. So I have a question <laughs> about that. What, so it sounds like, that didn't work out. Um, but what nope. what are qualities you would want to see in a foster parent? So we're making this to get more foster parents. You know, um, right? What do you what do you think? Um, what do we need? They make them like Diane, but they don't make them like Diane. Um, honest, respectful, like actually caring. Because it like I feel like people there's a lot of people that are just foster parents and they don't care. Like you shouldn't. If you don't care about your own kids, what makes you think you're going to go care about somebody else's kids? And there's some people that just really don't need to be false parents. Um, I feel like actually caring and being there. Um, yeah, that's it. Being honest. Being able to build trust is really important, especially if you live with them for like three years. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have trust, then obviously there's going to be issues from both sides. What has surprised you throughout this process or what have you learned about yourself? I've learned that I'm not who everybody else makes me seem to be. 
like what Diane was saying about the file. Like there's some things in my file that I didn't even do. They make us seem crazy and they make us seem like we have lots of issues when sometimes we, we react the way we react because of the way we get treated. Mm -hmm. And when you're in foster homes and the, and the parents don't care, they don't feed you or um, <clears throat> they cuss you out or they drag you. I've been in some crazy foster homes where they've done all of those things or they abuse you sexually, emotionally, emotionally physically. Um, that does something to you, that does something to your brain. And <clears throat> like residential facilities, that does something to your brain too, seriously. The FCC, whew, mm -hmm. done something to me. Like what people, a lot of people don't understand is that humans react, everybody, not foster kids, just everybody in general. People react the way they react because of a situation that happened. Like, um, or people run away, like I ran away because I didn't like where I was living or like situations like that. but. Um, I'm surprised, I'm not surprised, I'm kind of surprised that I graduated and I overcame everything and um, <clears throat> I learned that I'm not who I am on the paper, I'm who I choose to be. Uh, you know, like the paper may say I did this when I was 12 or when I did this when I was 8, but that's not who I am now and that's not who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Like, the only difference between us and anybody else is that we have a file on us and everything that we do. Whether it's cussing somebody out, uh, getting in trouble with the teacher, everything that we do is in a file. My stack is like this big, I've seen it. I have part of it. Um, and I've actually read it in some, it's like sad, it's like, wow, this is telling me everything that I've done and not, and haven't done. Um, I think the thing that's really even sadder is that they have a file on us, but what the uh, what the foster people what what the foster parents do to us they don't they don't put in there. Like I was in a foster home one time, and they um they made me go to boot camp. I was ten years old. Yeah, they forced me to go to this um, program called Young Marines. And every time we got in trouble, she would call him over there, and he would like yell. He would make us drop and do a hundred push-ups, like severe, intense. And she there was a foster kid that lived with me. She said, "You don't deserve a name." your name is 106 or some number, I can't remember, it was, I was like when I was 10. Um, they treated us horribly. She was like, you're gonna eat hot dogs for dinner, you have five minutes to shower. Like she would literally cut off the water if she was in the shower longer than five minutes. She didn't treat me that bad, but I mean, I did get a vacuum thrown on my head a couple times, but like, it wasn't like as bad as the other girl. And um, then I, I uh, threw a rock at her windshield and I broke her car windshield. Cause she told me to, basically she told me to get out and walk and her wife, um, made me like hit the, hit the, um, what is this, like outside the curb and I, I was like bleeding and it was bruised and then I got charges when I was 10 years old and in my file they didn't put any of that. All they said is what I did and what I said and what I cussed at, who I cussed at and they put me on probation I was 10 years old. And I was like wow. So it's like things like that just to think, to look back and be like wow I overcame that. And I don't even know, I didn't have anybody at the time. I didn't have, I talked to Kim and Chad, but um, Sheena didn't want me to talk to them because she knew that they were like my support system. So she like cut them out of my life. She broke my camera that Kim gave me. She threw away my, oh, that's where all my stuff went. She threw away the stuff that my grandma gave me, my quilts, my pictures when I was a baby. So I have like a couple baby pictures, thank God. But everything that I had from my grandma, she threw away, she threw away all my stuff and she got away with all of it. She got her license um, terminated, and then she went to another county and got her license and then adopted a baby. So it was just like, 
some people aren't meant to be foster parents and like what a lot of people don't know is that sometimes the system hurts you more than it helps you and it hurt me for a long time I was in a lot of messed up homes that did something to me that made me who I was and if I didn't go through all that I wouldn't be who I am today and I chose to be who I am today I could have I could have been a an addict, I could have been an alcoholic, I could have been homeless, I could have, you know, I could have been way worse. And I'm going to college, um, trying to get a job on the college site, um, full-time college, if that, not half-time, I'm full-time, mm -hmm. 12 credits, uh -huh. you know. So that's, I think that's a crazy change and I'm super proud of myself. I'm proud of I'm you too. <laughs> You can learn more about Savio House on www.saviohouse.org and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Savio House offers three different types of foster care, traditional, TFCO, and therapeutic. If you would like to learn more, call Lauren at 720-530-1392 or make sure you visit us online at www.saviohouse.org and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. <music>